Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Permanology. I am Jeremy Birmingham. Today, we are talking with Ohio State target in the class of 2025, cornerback Devin Sanchez. Devin is one of the best players in the nation and a player that is very high on Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, and others. Ohio State hosted him for a visit a week ago where he got to spend a lot of time with Tim Walton, Ryan Day, and the rest of the Buckeye staff. And we're going to talk to Devin about that, his overall recruiting experience, and what draws him to the Buckeyes as he tries to parse through a recruitment that will have him with opportunities from anywhere he wants to go. So enough of me. Let's get to Devin Sanchez. As promised, Devin Sanchez joins us now. Devin, thank you first and foremost for taking some time to join the show and and give us a little insight into who you are, what makes Ohio State interesting to you, and uh, where you're at in your recruitment. So thanks a lot. Uh, I mean, no. 2025 corner Devin Sanchez, uh, like you said, five-star, I mean. And then uh, Ohio State, I mean, just Coach Walden and Coach Day, the love that they're showing to me when I've been down there twice. I mean, it's just gotten stronger, and I feel like the relationship I build with them is, is, is becoming a, like a real relationship, and it's becoming stronger. Let's talk about that visit. You were in town on, on the 20th uh, of June, hanging out pretty much exclusively with Tim Walton the whole day, by, side by side. What is it about that visit specifically that maybe felt like a little bit different for you or helped you connect with Coach Walton and, and Coach Day a little bit better? Uh, just just Coach Walton pulling me aside and, you know, getting that extra work in with me in the indoor and him going over the steps that he goes over with his players now. I mean, that's that's just – that shows me that that coach really has – that he really wants me to come there and he wants to put his hands on me and, you know, help me get to that next level. And then cause day, I just feel like talking with him and getting a better relationship with him and feeling, feeling him out and things like that is, it just helps with this recruiting process. Now, I think a lot of times Devin, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I, I'm not a five-star prospect, so I don't get the treatment that you do when you go on the road. Yeah. I would imagine at times because of your recruiting profile and how lofty your rankings are, that coaches maybe don't coach you as hard as as they normally would someone else. Yeah, and again, I could be wrong. Did you feel that Tim Walton was coaching you harder than you expected at, at that camp? It seemed like he was going pretty good at you to, because you're a five star. You know everything, right? I mean, yeah. it's gonna feel good to have a coach that actually is is pulling at you. I mean, I mean, he just he showed me. Well, I feel like going there at the camp and seeing being there with all those DBs that were there. I mean, he showed me the same amount of love that he showed everybody when we were out there. And I mean, feel like on the indoor, that's when he kind of let loose and he kind of treated me like I was a player there. And I mean, he coached me hard. If I messed up, he was on me, wanted me to redo it, wanted me to get it right. And I feel like that's what that's what I need. And like you said, some coaches think because I'm a five star, I don't need need the extra work that everybody else needs. But I feel like at the end of the day, everybody has the same goal. And you know, my goal is to make it to college and then. Everything goes to plan three years and then get out of there. Devin, if for those who are uninitiated, six foot two and a half, uh, 175, 180 pound corner yeah. uh, from North Shore High School in Houston. It, it's how does how does a player like when did this happen for you? I guess is the question. Were you did you know four years ago that you were going to be a, a, a this guy? I mean, was it like you woke up one day last summer and all of a sudden you could play football at this level? I mean, how, how did this happen? No, I mean, it just came. It just came, like you said. It just came. I mean, I was just that kid that was like everybody else playing football, wanting to 
you know, get that shine. And going into high school, I didn't know nothing about stars or really offers and nothing like that. I didn't know too much. And then when my first offer came in, I thought I was like, okay, I just got an offer. I mean, okay, I got a couple offers coming in. And then I had about going on to my sophomore year, I had like 12 offers. But, I mean, it is what it is. And and then I think just after after that sophomore season, it just shot up. And, I mean, that's just – it's not just me. I mean, that's that's God. I mean, I, that's why I'm blessed to have this opportunity. And, I mean, just just the, the level of, that I play at in North Shore. And, I mean, the coaches, they stay on us hard over there. So, I feel like just the work I've put in and things like that has helped me get to this opportunity to have – this many offers and to play ball at that next level that most people don't get. Watching you at camp last week, obviously it's it's a camp setting. It's not a lot of real football. There's some one on one work that gets done. There's an opportunity to to watch footwork and that. But you know, at your size, running like a ten seven and a hundred, like I mean, it's a rare athletic blend that you have. Yeah, and and I know then with that gift that you have you're you're looking for a place that is going to develop you in a different kind of way because you you're going to be able to pick from any school in the country yeah how do you decide what really matters for for you and your family how do you guys pick apart this process and 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 separate the the fluff and the stuff that doesn't really matter from the things that do uh just the relationship that i have with not only my position coaches like the safety coach and the corner coach but also the head coach and other position coaches. I feel like if you can have a relationship with other position coaches, like that's that's a big plus right there. And I mean, that's what my family my family's big on and my mom is also big on, you know, if you get hurt, will that coach still love you like he did when you wasn't hurt? And I feel like that's that's a big thing too. That's gonna show me where I'm where's home and I feel like that that's a that's what I look at right now that's big and and my recruitment is the relationship I build with not just my coach, but other coaches too. And then that's, that's what I look at. You know, with, with a coach like Ryan Day, obviously he's a younger head coach, um, considerably younger than Nick Saban, for example, who I, I know you're pretty high on Alabama as well. Yeah. You know, how, how, how much of an impact does that play in, in the, like, as you start to weigh out each coach? Like, you know, Ryan Day is going to be there you know, for, for however many years that you're at in college, if you chose Ohio state. So when, when you're talking to him, does it feel different knowing that he's a little bit younger and can relate a, a little differently? Oh, I mean, it really doesn't really bother me about his age, but I mean, like you said, he's a young coach. And I mean, he's been to a national national championship with Ohio state. And I feel like the type of guys they put out on both sides of the ball or it's just equal as Alabama. But I mean, Nick Saban's probably going to retire in a couple of years because yeah, I, mean, I mean, at some point he's got to, right? Yeah, he's I mean, got to retire. I mean, he can't, he can't do this forever, but I feel like, like my parents, they, they're really big on that too. And, you know, going to Alabama is also Nick Saban may retire because I don't think Coach Day's going to retire no time soon, you know? So that's just, that's another thing. That's another big factor in what I look at in my recruitment is, you know, that coach been there for forever and Coach Day, he's, Mid thirties, forties, Coach Saban's in his seventies. So, you know, just gotta look at the age and I feel like Coach Day, the relationship I've built with him and just you like you said, being a younger coach, I feel like he can connect more with me on certain things than 
Nick Saban can because he's, you know, older coach, old school coach. He's been doing it for a little minute. So that's just, you got to look at it like that. Yeah, obviously, both of them are having a lot of success. And so the, yeah. their, their individual approaches are working. But it, it, as you, one of the things that I thought was interesting last week watching you at camp was that very few times have I seen Brian Hartline talk to a cornerback at a camp, for example. Yeah. Um, and he was paying some interest in, in you and in talking to you. Obviously, Brian Hartline as a recruiter is uh, one of the best in the country. And it's not hard to see that based on the results. But as a defensive back, when you look across the field and you see Marvin Harrison, for example, probably outside of Caleb Williams, probably the best player in college football. Um, do you think yeah. it, it matters that, like, you know, at Ohio State, for example, that those dudes across from you would be that level? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's just that's another thing, too, that you want to have guys that you're going against as NFL ready. And I feel like Coach Hotline does a good job at that, having those NFL-ready guys. Like like the dudes he got coming in, like Jeremiah Smith, that's an NFL-ready dude right now. I feel like the body he has, 6'4", 210, I mean, going against him, is that's just hard. And then the dudes they got now, Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis, those dudes going to be first-round draft picks too just as well. And, I mean, him pulling me aside after the camp and talking to me was – it kind of opened my eyes a little bit, too, because like you said, he doesn't talk to too many corners. He worries about his side of the ball, and I feel like he wants me there to go against those guys that we can have each other ready. You know, as you start to, I don't want to say wind down this process because it's June. You have, you know, uh, 18 months, essentially, until you have to sign a letter of intent anywhere. How do you start to move ahead, and, and what and again, uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but let, let's assume that Ohio State and Alabama are two of those teams that are, are going to be in the mix for you until signing day. What else are you looking for? What else do you need to see before you can feel comfortable with the idea of of really beginning to make a decision? Uh, really, I've seen everything I need to see between those two schools. And I mean, it's just this upcoming season and seeing how they move, especially not just the offense, but I'm really looking more towards the defense and and to see how they react this year. And, you know, they lost some big dudes, uh, some key roles. So, I mean, it's just just me looking this season to see what the defense is like. And I would be down at both of those schools to check out the defense. I mean, I'm going to be at some games, so I'm going to see what they're talking about. And that, that's that's going to play a big factor in this, this upcoming season. With the Ohio State defense, obviously the cornerbacks have always been – the, sort of the pride of the defense the last couple of years, they've been doing a little bit different stuff. Uh, it hadn't had really the, the man corners that they needed on the outside to, to make difference at that spot. Now with Davis and they've been awesome with Jordan Hancock, it looks like they're going back to that. I assume that's part of the conversation with you is that you're the, the type of guy who can just put on an Island and go out there and play. What, did you get a chance to talk with Jim Knowles at all about his defense and how you'd fit? I mean, what what do you where do you see yourself fitting in that style of play? I mean, like I'm a long corner, so I feel like they can throw me out there on that island, one on one with any dude, and it'd be fine, and they wouldn't have no worries about me going out there. And then I also can play that off position too. I know how to play a little bit of off man uh, zone, so I feel like Jim uh, Coach knows he told me that I play a big factor in this defense at that corner position. Also, just because I'm that 6'3 corner and I'm long, 
physical range. I know how to move. I move my hips fine. I can run with. I I think I can run with any receiver that's out there. So, I mean, I I play a big role in that defense. Well, obviously, being a top cornerback requires a ton of confidence, and you should have that based on what, yeah. everything that's happened already at this point in your life. If if to, if you had the opportunity to write the script for for your recruitment the way it goes from here, Devin, like, is it official visits? Is it decide as soon as you're ready? Is it um, you know make a decision on signing day? How would you how would you want to see this play out? Uh, take my official visits, and I mean I, I'm planning on taking them this upcoming season. So once I get my school schedule, I can plan out those official visits. But, I mean, that's my plan right now. Uh, take these officials this season and then see what the relationship is like down there with these coaches. And then upcome my senior season, then, you know, I take a couple more visits up there, see what it's like. And then by then I plan on committing probably mid-season my senior year. And then, you know, I plan on being the mid-year to wherever I go. So, and then after I commit and after my senior season, I'm ready to hit the road and, you know, get to work. Uh, Ohio State has two commitments in your class, the class of 2025. One of them, Jonte Gilbert, a defensive back, another guy like yourself, a long corner. Jonte can maybe play some safety. Uh, he, he's considering a lot of other schools still, talks to Alabama, talks South Carolina, Tennessee. Quarterback they just added last week uh, when you were there. I think you probably got to meet Tavian St. Clair. What what is the what does it mean to you to help build a class? And is that something that you're even thinking about at all? I mean, yeah, that's 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 a big thing. I mean, I want to have that number one recruiting class, but I mean, right now on the track they got, you know, St. Clair and then uh, Gilbert, those two top guys in my class. And like you said, I think Gilbert's probably one of the top safeties in my class, and St. Clair, another top uh, quarterback. So I mean, just. I mean, they're 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 doing their part now that they've they've committed and they're going there. They're trying to get some of these other guys to come there with them. And I mean, if if it does go and I do go to Ohio State, I mean, I I will try to get some of these top dudes and on both sides of the ball, especially the receiver position, because like Coach Hardline said, I mean, you want to go against guys that are on your level and they can go to the league just as well as you can. So I mean, if I do. It don't matter where I go. I'm going to try to get some dudes to go there with me that are top guys, just like me, top guys in this class. I, I, I realized that the camp that you were at, it wasn't the best camp that they've had with wide receivers there. But I am curious because Tavian St. Clair, the recent 2025 20, commit, is is an underranked player in my mind. He's he's not been seen by a lot of people nationally. And what were your thoughts on him as a quarterback or when you got to meet him? Just did you have any sort of uh, ability to really – watch what he was doing and, and did you have any thoughts? I mean, like I seen him that he was one quarterback getting most of the reps. He got most of the reps at the QB position doing one on ones. I didn't really I didn't really watch him, but the balls that I did see him throw there were perfect balls. And I mean, even if the receiver didn't catch him, it was a good ball and I mean Ohio State got them a, a good quarterback in him and that's a that's a good commitment. And I feel like just at his size at, you know, six three He's about 210. That's what he looks like. That's probably the perfect quarterback for them. For you, the, the process is going to be long, and we know that. Has this taught you anything about yourself yet that you're, as you're going through this, that you're learning? Or is there a lesson that you've taken from the, the first couple 
the first year of this that you you're using to guide your decision making from here? Uh, yes. I mean that kind of everybody kind of tells you the same thing. They all kind of want me in that in that way, and they don't want these other schools to get get me. And I mean, I feel them. I mean, I'm top corner in my class, so why not fight like that and say say certain things that they say? But I mean, it just opened my eyes and why that that this recruiting and being this top dude and having all these schools talking to you is is a big thing, and not that many people get it. So you gotta soak it all in. I imagine that that's stressful, a, but it's also probably hard to separate. Who's selling you lines versus and who's giving you BS versus who's being real with you? How do you yeah. how do you and your family make the make the differentiation? I mean, my dad kind of knows it because he went through it. He was a D one corner too, so he kind of knows. I mean, both my parents were D one athletes, so they kind of know that the real from the fake. And I mean, just throughout this journey, I've kind of realized what's real and what's not, and who's telling me the real and who's telling me the fake and also in the film room. And I look at on who's telling me stuff that doesn't make sense and who's telling me stuff that does make sense. So, I mean, this, it just shows, it shows a lot and shows a lot of these coaches character. It has to be a challenge, man. Uh, I can't imagine how many phone calls you get every day, how many text messages yeah. you get a day. And you're not even at a point where you're allowed to be getting those messages most yeah. of the time. So it's even crazier to think about what's going to happen uh, for you in these next 16 to 18 months. So really do appreciate you taking time to to chat right. with us and, and give us a chance, man. So um, I'm going to let you get out of here on that note. That's Devin Sanchez. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Bermanology on the podcast. Thank you for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time.